Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time for one more hour of the Hot Corner. Hi, my name's Alfred D'Elia. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. Bonsi flies one in the air to left center. Back at the wall. And it's gone. It's over. In the 18th. Night. Night. Step up to the plate for hour two. You want a piece of me? This is the Hot Corner on 1080. Look, this is America. This is why we're here. Is to play the game of baseball. The freedoms that we have. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast or the Odyssey app at tannythefan.com. And like I said, there's that app. Check it out. Trying to figure out beers on us stuff, so please be patient. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to give it some real thought and effort into it because I don't want to half A it. I say if uh, you know I jump on board, we go uh, full goofy radio shtick. Um, you know, mess around like can Joe chug a crowler in 60 <laughs> seconds. Well, before Voldemort left, um, we were in talks of turning it more into like a club hour uh version of beers on us. That you talk beer, but you can also get into hey, the Blazers are good, hey, Kanye's an idiot, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and just kind of like get into whatever you want. Can Joe butt chug a 40 ounce? <laughs> Here's live video right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so hang tight with that. Please be patient, and uh, I'll, I'll figure it no, out. Don't hang tight with that. That will never happen. That's true. That's there true. There will Good be point. no butt chugging. Uh, but uh, but I'll figure that out, and we'll get back to that. 503-250-1080 is the text line to let you interact with us. I, I, I like this one. Uh, this comes in. I think Judge saw this coming it's why he's keeping his options open. Judge is not just a stud. He's as smart as anyone. He'll be a giant soon. And I actually am starting to lean that way myself. I I, I do think if I were Aaron Judge, I'd be very interested in that Giants option. However, their farm system is trash. And outside of Logan Webb, I don't know if anybody's that great on that team. But what's the difference from the Yankees? <laughs> All right, uh, the National League side into the World Series has the Philadelphia Phillies representing. Uh, this is their first World Series appearance since 2009, uh, where they did win the World Series in 2009. Uh, in probably, I've seen every World Series, at least I can remember, since 95, and the 2009 World Series is kind of one of the roughest. Uh, they beat the Rays in five, I believe, 
There was a couple of rainouts. It was just not a very sexy series. But they're back in the World Series for the first time since 2009. And the way they got there, how the Phillies are here, is something that is quite fascinating and the most baseball thing you can absolutely think of. It reminds me a little bit of the Nationals when they won. Uh, different circumstances, but a little like, this team should be good. Why are they not? I mean, we've been banging on this drum since Bryce Harper showed up at the Phillies. Like, this team is loaded. JT Realmuto. This year they had Nick Castellanos. They had Andrew McCutcheon. They had D.D. Gregorius. They've got Gene Segura now. Reese Hoskins had an amazing rookie season. Aaron Nola looked like a future superstar ace, but tapered off. Zach Wheeler was left for dead by the Mets. Had a Cy Young campaign last year. They get Joe Girardi, who's got World Series experience, and they could never put it together. This year, they end up firing Joe Girardi early in the season. Bryce Harper goes down after starting off on a campaign to potentially win his fourth MVP in back-to-back. He comes back, and this team sneaks into the playoff. They're the lowest seed in the National League. And they catch some kind of fire. And I think it all pinpoints down to game two against the Cardinals. Phillies are left for dead. Cardinals are in the ninth. They got their closer on the mound. Up 3-0. And the Phillies end up winning that game 6-3. Like, okay. Maybe a little luck. Maybe a bad day on the mound by the closer. They win the series. You're like, okay. They're surely going to get smoked by somebody. They get the Braves. Oh, they're definitely going to get smoked by the Braves. They win. They get in. And what was really fun about the San Diego Philly story is San Diego wasn't much different. They're playing the Mets, and everybody's taking the Mets. San Diego sneaks through in some really fun games and made the Mets look really, really bad. They get to the Dodgers, and you're like, Dodgers have been smoking you all year. You ain't got a chance. And they were clearly the better team in that series. So it sets up for this NLCS that looks absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to watch this. And these games were fantastic. And I'm watching, get what, what is it, game five. I'm watching game five. I'm sitting in my bedroom. I think I was messing around on my Switch or something, and, and I got the game on in the background, and I'm following it. Then all of a sudden, Bryce comes up in the eighth, and I hear this crack of the bat, and I look up, and I go, oh, oh, my goodness. Phillies go up. They're going to the World Series. And it's the complete opposite of what you see in the American League. The Astros went in. We knew they were the favorite. We expected the Yankees to play better. They didn't. I think the Guardians would have been a better matchup against the Astros. Hell, I think the hardest team the Astros have played so far is the Seattle Mariners. So no big shock there. But this Philly team has something going on. I don't know if you want to call it momentum. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to say destiny. That's not my kind of thing. But this team is hot. This team is firing on all cylinders. Reese Hoskins, after his that rookie season, has looked dead in the water. Castellanos has been a borderline a bust all season. Real Muto, he's a decent catcher, not for the money you're paying him. Pitching staff looks good. They finally got a bullpen, but your guys aren't hitting. Enter the playoffs. Enter Reese Hoskins' playoffs. Enter JT Realmuto inside the park home run. And Bryce Harper looks like the Bryce Harper we saw on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old. This Phillies team is fun. We talked about it at the beginning of the show, Joe. This Blazer team looks fun. This Philly team, they got that mojo like 
like the 04 Red Sox that you just kind of look at and you're like, these guys are having fun, and I don't want to play these guys. Well, uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago about them being somewhat similar to those Washington Nationals, and I'm looking at it, man. At the end of May, the Phillies were 21-29. and 29. Yep. They were on the— Very similar to the Nationals. Yeah, they were a five-game losing streak to end May. Things aren't looking good. And Bryce was crushing it. Yeah. At that time. Bryce was absolutely crushing it at that time. Yeah, so, I mean, I would like to, um, you know, I, when was the Girardi firing? Uh, early June, I believe. Well, there you go. So, um, and I believe, yeah, they started winning right after that because then they went on the a little win streak, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's basically the catalyst of when their season turned around. And, boy, was that the right decision to make because they go from 21 to 29 and finished the season, I believe it was 85 and uh, 87 and 75. So, I mean, huge turnaround right there. They were the last team to sneak into the playoffs yeah. in the National League. Um, but again, like... Did the Rays just, have a better record than them? Are they the worst record going into the playoffs? Um, well, I don't have a computer in front of me. Otherwise, I would have already looked it up. So no, I apologize. Um, yeah, but, but, they're, but they're the sixth seed, so it doesn't matter. I mean, they're the third team from their division. Two other teams in their division made the playoffs. Right, right. No, and that's the thing, man, is they they fell under the radar the entire season because they started off those first 50 games. I mean, that's a, a third of your season. Now you played very bad baseball. And so they clearly fell under the radar. And even as they started to improve and win games, they're not going to get a lot of attention. And they snuck into the playoffs. So they... I think they knew this entire time that they were good. They just maybe started a little bit slow, and then obviously the Girardi thing was a galvanizing moment for them. So, yeah, give it to um, – I mean, shoot, I don't even know who the manager is, the interim, the, who they threw in there. But um, It's like Rob Thomas, sure. singer of Matchbox 20. I, I believe it. Great, great second act in his career. Um, but, again, they flew under the radar. And I think they knew how good they were. And Bryce obviously knew what he was doing. And that pitching staff knew that that they had guys and they had arms. I mean, Ranger Suarez, who the hell was that before this season? He's looked great. Yeah. So, again, I think that a lot of people just took them uh, for granted and did not. Again, when you have the Braves, the Mets for basically all season, 101 wins. You have the Dodgers. I mean, I, I don't think you can blame a lot of people for not taking the Phillies at face value when they had this start that they did. But. Basically, after June, man, they were just as good as any other team in the National League. Yeah, and and looking at the NLCS, I mean, we walked into it, and I, I think last week when we were on, there were already a couple games played, so we were able to kind of see already how these teams matched up, and we both liked the Phillies in it, and we turned that turned out to be a correct statement. But the Padres walked into the, you know, and I want to give, I want to chat about the Padres a little bit. They walked into that NLCS just as hot, you know. They slayed the Mets which was like everybody's wannabe darling that doesn't actually watch baseball. And they slayed the Dodgers, who are the number one seed. Well, they won like 113, 114 games. So they're riding really high, too. And when you look at it, you know, if you go into this cliche sports talk radio thing, you know, did the Phillies win it? Did the Dodge, Did the Padres lose it? That's not the case in this situation. I, I, I think as far as all five of those games went, I mean – you know if you listen to the show, and Joe, you know this, how much I love and respect Bob Melvin. I think he's the second-best manager in baseball behind Terry Francona. I think he is absolutely fantastic, whether it's managing pitching staff, hitters, the whole shebang. I think he's absolutely great. 
The only thing you can turn in this series and point to that he may have messed up on is that Bryce Harper situation. You had Hader warming up in the bullpen, ready to go, and you decided not to bring him in, and Harper beat you. So I'm not going to hang on Melvin that he made a bad, made one bad move and he's a bum and the Padres blew it and it's their fault, blah, blah, blah. I think the Phillies are just that hot. It's it's a little different. Like sometimes you see teams like the Tampa Bay Rays are very famous for this. The two World Series they've been to, they're a bunch of nobodies. I mean, if you're a diehard baseball guy, you know they've got massive talent. But if you're a casual baseball guy, you don't understand. You're like, oh, a little engine that could. And that's kind of what I feel like you should think about this Phillies team. But we've been saying it for years. This roster is loaded. Why they haven't been good is the bigger question of anything. Not that this team is, you know, the little engine that could. This team is loaded from top to bottom. And they clicked at the right point. Yeah, it's it's funny, Patrick. I'm I'm looking at this season, their regular season, a little bit more in depth here of kind of like monthly splits. And as we mentioned before May, 21 and 29, and then they started playing really good baseball. I'm looking at their September, man, 11 and 14 in September. So really the beginning of the season and the end of the season, they weren't playing good baseball. They, they struggled going they, into they the They had June, July, August, where they were 62 and 29 in those three months. They got lucky in <laughs> September that Milwaukee completely S the bed. So again, like they started the season bad. They ended the season poorly. So that really good sample size in the middle of that, you know, 100 games, six again, 62 and 29. They knew what they were capable of. I just think the rest of the MLB baseball world didn't realize that they could do that again and be that good. But Joe, you are a, you are a, would you call yourself an above average baseball fan or would you call yourself a baseball Uh, kid? I believe the uh, word is a casual is what the kids say now. If you are, uh, are you an above average casual fan or are you a baseball guy? Um, I am a baseball guy. I would like to admit. Okay, great, great. That's awesome. When you look at the Phillies roster, how many people on that do you know? Like they're hitters. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely littered with dudes, you know? Yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper, obviously Reese Hoskins, he's definitely shown that he has power. Alec Baum is one of their younger guys who has shown that he has power as well. JT real moto. He's not been great this year, but, but you know he, that he can hit. He, he, was a, he was a huge, he was a huge free agent signing for him. Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Nick Castellanos. I mean, yeah, like they've got guys. a loaded team for sure. This team, we just never understood why it never worked out. And here they are in the World Series. And I think I know why we worked it out. Now, it'd be curious. I mean, the question we'll never know is, does this Padres team with Fernando Tatis Jr. beat the Phillies? I don't necessarily think so. Uh, I think the I think the Padres are a little bit like the Phillies in terms that they're loaded. We just don't understand why they're not winning. Bringing in Bob Melvin, I think, changes that. But you lose one of your best players. And so that's tough. Like, if Bryce Harper's still hurt and not playing for the Phillies... No way they're in the World Series. I don't care how many home runs Kyle Schwarber and uh, and Reese Hoskins hit. You're not in there without Bryce Harper. So you never know. The, the, the Padres couldn't, but that's now. And we'll learn about the Padres next year. But I don't think they lost it. I no. think the Phillies are just something really scary. No, uh, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, again, we, we were smart. We're smart guys. We knew it. We knew it before 
uh, the series started that the Phillies were going to win it because we just had this feeling, right? You could just feel it. You could smell it. You could see it. You could hear it. You just knew it. And Bryce Harper, when, when your stud comes up big in a big moment, that's all you need, and that's the difference between the Phillies and the Yankees. And that's not a slide on Judge. That's a slide on everyone around Judge because Bryce was put in a situation because other guys did stuff. And that's why the Phillies are in the World Series. Speaking of the World Series, it's about that time. Let's dive into that. Let's take a peek at this. Phillies-Astros in the World Series. Game one starting on Friday. Who you got? What you like? What are you looking at? Pitching matchups, hitters, etc. Bullpens, that whole shebang, managerial stuff. We'll get into all of that next. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader. Today to the fan. Corner on 1080 The Fan. Nine twenty-one here. Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris, with you. Hot corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Uh, Blazer Heat game just wrapped up. Blazers lose by a decent amount. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, hang. What your hat. the hell? I wouldn't hang your hat too much on that. Dame went out with a a strained calf. I'm sure it was just super precautionary. It's the beginning of the season. Uh, it was a decent game until until about mid third quarter. Uh, basically, when Dame went out was kind of when when things went. But hey, as as a, a personal Blazer fan, and for a lot of you out there who are Blazer fans, uh, there's still a lot to be happy about, and I wouldn't worry too much about today. Blow it up, sell the team. <laughs> I'm done. Season's over. I just wish I was at the. St- I just wish I was at the arena because I am a big time Jimmy Buckets fan. Oh, yes, yes. I love his game. I love his game. Jimmy Buckets, the classic uh, half-ass the regular season and then turn into a basketball god in the playoffs. Yep, yep. Uh, although I am more of a fan of the flat top than the cornrows. Oh, yeah, he got rid of those. Did he? The, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> he didn't even look like the same person. It was Some guys look really good with cornrows. I got no problem with cornrows uh, just, just in general. No. But for Jimmy... I love that little flat top. Yeah, no, that that's oh, so it, fresh. Way better. Looks so good on him. Way better. Looks so good on him. Yeah, big Jimmy Buckets guy here. So game one of the World Series is Friday, and we kind of walked you through kind of how we got here. Game one on Friday, game two on Saturday in Houston. We'll travel to Philly uh, for game three and four on Monday and Tuesday. Um, Joe, did you know that the secondary market tickets – for the Phillies this year, uh, for their Game 3 World Series, is more expensive than Game 3 World Series tickets in 2016 for the Cubs. Wow. And, the I mean, shoot, the Phillies, when was that World Series they were in? Is that 06, 07? 09. 09. And before that, I believe they were in the 91 World Series. Gotcha. Gotcha. 91, 92, if my memory serves me correct. Um, you know, there's parts of it that are surprising and parts of it that aren't. The surprising fact is that they're going more than the Cubs because Cubs hadn't been to a World Series in like a hundred something years. Right. So historical Wrigley is, you know, this this landmark institution, even though apparently it's a dump. It it seats less people. I think Wrigley is one of the 
lower capacity stadiums in baseball. Right. So you would think those tickets would be way more desirable. Yeah. So 2008, they won the World Series. 2009, they lost the World Series. Other way around. I'm, I'm on baseball reference right now. Oh, really? Uh, they won in 08 and lost I'm, in 09? I'm, uh, I think I'll take their word. No offense, bud. But uh... No, 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 not you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like killing my brain right now. Yeah, 08, won World Series. Over 09. Tampa, 09, they lost to the Yankees. Yes, yes, correct. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Case in point being, well, pfft, to me, back-to-back World Series trip in 08, 09, yep. it's not like it's been that long. And and they and they had Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee and Chase Cole Utley, Amels, Ryan and Howard, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, the flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino. Oh boy, you that's know, a name I haven't heard in a while. You know, they they that those Phillies teams were good for sure. They so, were really good. Um, but with that being said, this is Philly we're talking about. These are Philly fans. Like when these opportunities come up. Maybe it's them coming off of that Eagles Super Bowl from a couple years ago. They're still out. I'm sure they're still high off of that, even though it was like three, four years ago. I've got a guy that I work with uh, who's a rep, and he's based uh, out on the East Coast, so he does a lot of New York City and and Boston and Philly and stuff like that. But he is based in Philly. He's super jacked, and I was I was slacking with him today, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm born in Philly." So I'm 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 pro all four sports teams, even though it's brought a lot of misery. And I was like, all right, man, that's where you got to stop. You've won two titles in 15 years, okay? Philly's got one, and the Eagles got one. There's a lot more people out there that are a lot more sad than you. What well, you know? What would really just stick it to Philly fans' uh, craw is uh, if like the Phillies and the Eagles ended up becoming title town, because then they couldn't just be you know. They love the poor me. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, I would not want, uh, especially the Eagles part of that to happen. Climbing lampposts uh, gets old when you're title town. Exactly, exactly. Like those little brats in New England that have like 15 title victories and they're 14 years old. Or yeah, whatever. Celtics, Patriots, Bruins. Yeah, little turds. But, um, you know, the, the thing with the Phillies is that... Oh, Red Sox too. I forget those losers. Again, it, it's Philadelphia, man. Those fans are wild. The the D cell throwing fans themse- uh, themselves, man. They just <laughs> snowballs at Santa Claus. Yeah, it, it's a little different up there. So yeah, so it's gonna. I, I think that's a really fun, interesting aspect of this, and I think we're gonna see it on TV. Astros fans love their team. It was a long journey to get to where they were. They were bad for a long time. And they were the first people to look at their fan base and say, trust the process. You know, that old, speaking of Philly, 76ers thing, trust the process. And they finally, through draft picks and trades and player development, they got to the pinnacle. And that is a rewarding fan base. Then you get marred with a ton of controversy. You become cheaters. So, like, for example, those of us in this building, Dusty Hara is a big Houston Astro fan. That's his team. But when you say, hey, Dusty, you know those guys are cheaters. He's like, I know, I know, I know. And they try to, like, look the other way. You know, they're screaming and, and chanting in the stadium when they're with their own people. But in the, when they're in the public, they get real quiet. So I think games one and two in Houston, especially this is, what, their fourth trip? In, in 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 this iteration of the Astros, the fans are going to be rocking. Like, it's going to be a cool environment. It's going to be great. They're going to they're gonna be cheering their fans. 
When you're with your own people, you, you can go crazy. I think come game three, hell, I don't care if the Phillies are down 0-2. Game three of the World Series is going to look amazing on television. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely insane on television. And I think if if these Astros hadn't been here as much as they have, I think that they could get really, really intimidated. Like, Joe, do you think the UCLA team was a little intimidated this weekend? Oh, for sure. I have heard nothing but Autzen was absolutely rocking yeah, it was, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I they hadn't played, uh, I think they played one away game this year, and it was at Colorado, and they were pumping in crowd noise at practice, so I knew. I was like, dude, they're, they're screwed. Oh, yeah, I think you talked about that last week. I think if the Astros weren't as experienced as they are, this would be a problem. However, there's still some young kids on Houston. What's Framber Valdez going to feel? Oh, he's going to pitch game two. But if he was going to pitch game three, what's he thinking walking in to Citizens Bank in Philly? What's Jeremy Pena at short going to be thinking? These are real questions because the atmosphere, Houston's going to be fine. Philly's going to be absolutely insane. And I wish money was no object to me because I would be there just to feel it. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, man. And, and, that, and we'll get to predictions here in a moment, but that, I think, gives Philly 100% a shot to win this. Yeah, um, yeah, we're up against it, but real quickly, I think that you're right on that intimidation thing that I think going into New York, the Astros probably weren't as intimidated because I, I think that they knew – um, that Yankee fans were worried. Like, I, I think they were like, man, yeah, we're going to go play the Yankees, but they know they can't beat us. They know that – I think their fans even know they can beat us. And I think the Astros knew they could turn the Yankee fans on the Yankees, yeah, and they did. Exactly. So, whereas I think they're maybe coming into this and like, hey, man, we went to Yankee Stadium and faced those fans. We can go, oh, whoa, this is a bit different. And take it back one more. I mean, I when, when the Astros come to Seattle for that playoff game – they know those fans are jacked to be in that and excited to be in a home playoff game for the first go. time since 2001. Yeah. But they know those fans are, like, kind of expecting to lose. They're, like, happy to be there. Right. So that's not it. Sure, the place is rocking and loud and crazy, and, you know, Felix throws out the first pitch, but they know this can be done, well, just I, like in New York. But I do think that Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the best combination of those two experiences because you're gonna get you're gonna get seattle which was probably crazy raucous but the fans not as crazy as say new york fans right right but then the yankee stadium you know you took the air out of that stadium very quickly in that series so i mean multiple times exactly so it's like you didn't really get full crazy yankee fan you could have here you're gonna get crazy uh philly stadium rocking everybody going nuts and you're going to get those Philly fans probably saying some things as they're walking back to the dugout. It's going to be, like I said, I think they're not going to be intimidated. I think the Astros, they're going to get in their head a little bit. We'll get to predictions, but, man, I, I'm liking the Phillies as far as at home in this series at, for a couple of them. And, and, and I'll finish like this. I mean, the Phillies have players that represent the city. They've got crazies on that team. New York does not. That's buttoned up. That's tight-knit to where the bleacher creatures, you know, like those guys are crazy in New York. But the Yankee players, they're tight. They're buttoned up. Phillies, Bryce, Reese, 
Castellanos, Rilamuto, Segura. Those guys are a little wild. And I think that's going to feed into it. All right, when we come back, we'll look at this series and see how it plays out. We'll make predictions. All of that is next. But first, my man Joe with sports. Corner on 1080 The Fan. Nine thirty-six here, Portland Sports Leader Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher, with you. We'll be back next week. It'll be interesting to see next week if um, where we are in the World Series because we should be four games in by next week. Oh, the World Series could be over. If the World Series is over, we'll have Big John in next week. If the World Series is not over, we might have Big John in next week. I haven't thought that far. What will you do <laughs> if the Houston Astros sweep? Uh, not going to be happy. <laughs> really? Not going to be happy, Joe. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to go out and be brutally honest with you. I am not going to be happy. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to be pissed off um, if that happens. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't love sweeps in any finals of major sporting events, uh, including, you know, including one-game finals. Uh, you know, I've seen some Champions League finals in football that, like, end, you know, 3-0, and you're like, oh, man, that, that wasn't exciting. I remember being with some being with a bunch of Seahawks friends uh, when they blew out the Broncos to win that Super Bowl. They're Seahawks friends, and like an hour into the Super Bowl, nobody was watching the game. Right, <clears throat> like that—that's not fun. So I want a compelling series. I mean, we'll always take Game Seven. They're, they're the two best words in sports, Game Seven. But if the Astros sweep in four, that would be pretty brutal. And I think if you look at the to, to dive into this matchup, if you look at it. I think the Astros are talented enough to sweep them in four. I really do. Verlander's going to go game one. Framber Valdez game two. Christian Javier game three. And McCullers game four. You can totally do that. I I also think Houston in five is very plausible. Because if you throw Verlander game one, you're going to throw Verlander game five. And if you have the chance to close them out, and it looks really doable. Who says you don't bring in Javier? Who says you don't bring in Valdez? Who says you don't bring in McCullers? Like Houston on paper, in my well, it, this is an interesting scenario. Philly on paper looks better than they actually are if you haven't watched the playoffs. If you haven't watched the playoffs, Philly on paper looks really damn good. But if you watch the regular season, this team's kind of average, especially the last few years. Well, Bryce Harper's winning MVPs, and they're not making the playoffs. I think the great word to use the, uh, I mean, really the word of these teams is consistency. Mm-hmm. Astros have been consistent this entire year. The All Phillies, year. The Phillies have not. The Astros haven't played a meaningful game since mid-August and walked through the playoffs. The Mariners were a tough test. The Mariners were a tough test, but some dude named Jordan Alvarez was like, hey, guys, I got this. We good. And starting pitching in bullpen was fantastic and timely hitting against the Yankees, who also weren't very good. 
So that's where what you're saying, Joe, is that consistency comes into play. They have never looked bad all season. And right. I think if when you look at this on paper, it screams Astros in four or five. Maybe we get lucky and get six games. Yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, if if it's time for predictions. But Patrick. no, not yet. I'm going to cut you off here, Joe. And I don't mean to do that. I hate doing that because I love good. you. You're all good. My brain tells me if I'm if I'm a casual fan, if I'm an above casual fan, if I'm a tier below me as a diehard, this thing screams the Astros. Screams the Astros. Four, five, if we're lucky, six. Unless you've watched the Phillies in the last two rounds. This team's got something going. There's a lot of energy. Playing at Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philly is not going to be easy. Aaron Nola looks good. Zach Wheeler looks good. That bullpen looks solid. And they got a manager that nobody knows his name who just got a contract extension, and I think he got one for a reason. You got a three-time MVP who signed for Buku Dollars who's got something to prove. I saw this the other day. Bryce Harper is already going to be known more for his career as a Philly than as a national. And that blew my mind because I think they're right. He's in a World Series. He's never in a World Series in Washington. My my brain screams Astros, but there's just something about this Philly team. We'll get to predictions in a second. I'm not ready to count these guys out. I I, I don't think they're there yet. And we could watch game one and game two. It, we we could come back next Wednesday and Astros could be up 3-1 and we could say, whoops, we were wrong. Astros are juggernauts. This thing's over. But before it starts, I'm not ready to just say Astros are going to dominate. No. Um, and, you know, the more I learn about Rob Thomas, and it is Rob Thompson. I knew it was. <laughs> <laughs> but the more I learn about this Phillies team, watch him. It's hard not to give them at least two in this series. Again, not just for the home field factor, but I think they have a awesome lineup. I think they really Rob Thompson again, man. I'm looking at I'm getting my uh, quick Rob Thompson biopic here, and the dude's been on the Phillies. He got on the team not just with uh, Joe Girardi, but he was there with Gabe Kapler, and he's been mm. the bench coach mm. uh, the last four years. So Gabe Kapler gets fired, a World Series winning manager, former catcher, knows his stuff, comes in and keeps you. You're probably pretty good. Well, the thing is, is guess where he was a uh, longtime coach before he was with the Phillies? The New York Yankees. Correct. From 1990 to 2017. Wow. Yeah. So, 90 to 2017? Yep. That's five rings. Yep. So he was um, on a lot of good Yankees teams. He was the bench coach for... That's five um, rings and eight appearances, I believe. Yeah, he was named... Seven appearances? He was the third base coach for a while. Then he was named uh, bench coach. Um, he was there for a few years. Right when Mel coach. Stoudemire finally got fired. Um, so he's under Joe Torre into Joe Girardi. Correct. Correct. He's under Buck Showalter, Joe Girardi, or Joe Torre, Joe Girardi. Because um, if he came in in 90... Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at the timeline here. It's possible. I just can't remember when Tory uh, was hired. As Tory is hired in ninety five. Ninety five. So yeah. Was, sorry, sorry, ninety six. So then, yeah, that would have put him uh, in the Showalter years. Showalter, Tory, Girardi, 
five rings, seven appearances. Yeah, the guy's seen his stuff. <laughs> exactly. He's probably legit. Right. So when I see all that, um, and then again, seeing that he's he's been with this Phillies team longer than the previous two managers combined, wow. basically. He knows a lot of the he knows a lot of people in that clubhouse, a lot of people in that organization. He's earned the trust. He's of not just the players, but the organization, obviously, getting the extension and getting the manager managerial position. Um Dude, again, when the Phillies play good, they play very good. I mean, with scary baseball, regular season and post year this year under Rob Thompson, man, they're uh, seventy four and 40, uh, wow. 48. Wow. 74 and forty eight. That's wow. a good. That's a great baseball team. That's a great baseball team. So man. that's why I think that them playing the Yankees, uh, the Astros playing the Yankees, the Yankees kind of fell off. Mariners were great. They were kind of in the same boat as this uh, Phillies team, a little bit inconsistent this year, but ran out. And I think the Mariners just ran out of gas. Yeah, I think they were playing some high energy baseball for a lot of the season, and maybe that's happens with the Phillies too. They've been, you know, basically go 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 all year, and they just run out of gas against essentially the best team in baseball uh, in the final series. And of I the think year. I think there's a good chance that the Phillies got done with the Braves. And instead of running out of gas, just went and refilled. Um, I, 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 will start, I will start with predictions. I'm going to take the Astros in six. That's where I was going to, man. Just I, I, because... I'm going to take the Astros in six, but it, mid-series, you might take bets. I mean, I'm not a gambling guy, but I know everybody at this station it, it, you know, loves to chat gambling, so I do want to touch on that. Going into this... I, I mean, I think betting on Houston is a safe bet. I'm sure the payout's not very great. I'm not touching this series when it comes to money. I think Philly is just too unpredictable. I think they could really show, like, what if they show up and knock Verlander around tomorrow? They could still lose in five. But what if they show up and knock Verlander around? The, the, the whole series is going to be completely on its head. Very well could be. Again, I mean, we've seen I'll that happen. I'll take Astros in six. <laughs> <laughs> at the most, um, or exact, or excuse me, at the very least in yeah. six. Like I'm not there. I don't see this going seven. No. The only reason I'm giving giving the Phillies uh, two games versus one is because of that home field advantage, and because they have a solid top to bottom lineup. Yeah. That I feel like they're hitting can definitely win them at least a game. Um, so yeah, Astros in six because the Astros are really damn good and the Phillies are playing great, but uh, at the most, six. Or at least, whatever the however the hell you want me to say it, this game ain't going more than six. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the Phillies have to play damn near perfect baseball. All their starters have to get into the sixth inning, if not the seventh. Reese, Bryce, JT, Castellan, all those guys got to hit. I mean, they have to play a perfect series. Now, they have the talent to do it, but there is zero room for error for the Phillies to where I think there's a decent amount of room for error for the Astros. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, again, this – this I really hope it goes six because I just feel like things could escalate for the Astros quickly mm -hmm. in a good way. Yep. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. We're taking the Astros in six, but, man, we are hoping that this is a good series. And we'll find out when we come back next week – uh, we'll have a real good idea of where this series lies, if it even is still going. We come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.
the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Well, the World Series starts on Friday, and I've, I, for one, am always excited. I don't care how much uh, teams are that I hate. Uh, I will be watching. I will watch every game. I'm excited. Hopefully some of them, let's see, Friday the World Series starts at 5.03. There's a chance I will still be in the car on the way home. I actually really love listening to baseball on the radio. That's how much of an old-school nerd I well, am. Well, I was going to say, you get Boog Shambi or uh, Dan Shulman. I think the World the Series is going to be Dan Shulman. Yeah, um, if you get Dan, I mean, again, if you get either of those guys calling the games, listening to it on radio is just fine. Yeah, I love Boog Shambi a lot. I think he's great. I thought it was such an awesome career move for him to take the Cubs gig. Um, but I'm a Dan Shulman guy through and through, and I think it's because I also love college basketball, and he does college basketball. So, like, his voice is just my jam. So yeah, that'll, that'll was, start on Friday. Um, well, Ray's Dodgers 2020. Oh, my gosh. So that crazy game, what was that, game six, game five? I think it was game five, I want to say. Game five. So I had recently quit my job. I'm on this, like, sabbatical road trip, and I am in Friday Harbor on the San Juan Islands. And I I was staying with a buddy in Seattle, and I drove to the San Juans because I love the San Juans to spend the day up there. And I got in line to get on the ferry at, like, 5 o'clock, 5.30, shortly after first pitch of that World Series game. I didn't get on the ferry until about 9 o'clock because it was, like, delayed, but I'm already in line. I'm in queue. There's people behind me, in front of me. I can't move. So I sat there and listened to Dan Schulman call that game, and it was one of the most amazing moments of my life. Yeah, man, I remember I was, again, it's funny when those moments in sports happen. The whole, I remember where I was. But you can even remember just the most mundane thing. It's like, dude, I remember the Safeway I was shopping in, what <laughs> aisle I was in. Yep. Like, I was sitting, just walking through the aisles, listening to the game on my headphones. Just, it was a late night, so I'm collectively losing my S in yep. the toilet paper aisle. People are probably looking at me, what the hell's the matter with this guy? I remember the David Freeze home run in 2013 in Game 7. I was walking to a bar because my band was playing a show but the game was so good that i put headphones in to listen to it on the on the walk yeah it's just those moments it, it seriously is man uh, base baseball on the radio is probably the best so sport good. on the radio it's so good it's so good uh side note we're I gonna mean, get out on this joe I, I i and just one thing about baseball on the radio i love how it can just not get notched up so quick just and here comes the one two I need a swing and a try yeah. to it. Like, Without a doubt. <laughs> it's so great. And and you have your team, like I listened to Tom Hamilton for so long, and he's like, Jose Ramirez at the dish, and the 3-2 pitch, and there's a swing and a drive, and it's way back, gone! And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy went from zero to 100. And I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. I, I love uh, over-the-top radio announcer. Without a doubt, you have to be. Yeah. You have to be. I mean, I grew up with Dave Niehaus on the radio. That, 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 that was the best thing in the world. As long as you're not uh, too over the top and, uh, you know, you don't end up like this guy. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Yeah, and you haven't put on that headset again unless you're in, like, a foreign country that doesn't know who you are. I think he's calling high school sports. Yikes. I, I legitimately remember. Making, like, paychecks of, like, <laughs> no, 200 bucks a no, game. No, dude, I remember whatever company this was, it was a high school sports broadcasting company that legitimately made, like, a intro video saying, like, hi, 
we're hiring Tom Brenneman and he's joining the team. And he was like, yeah, I'm really excited to join the team. And uh, he's, he's a fantastic announcer. Get back to my roots. And oh yeah. I mean, the guy's got, he's great. He's great. He's just (laughs) not a great human being. Oh my God. All right. We'll get out of here. We'll be back next week. We'll be into the world series. Joe, as we get out on this, I got to ask you, my Cougs are seven point dogs tomorrow night to who Utah. Oh, well in Pullman. Oh, Oh, well, well, tell me you got a shot. You do because it's Pullman and uh, Utah has had their moments this year against uh, UCLA, but they've had their moments where they looked really good against USC. So I say that there's going to be a football game up, uh, up there in Pullman and uh, it's going to be fun. How, How about that? They never did Thursday night games when I was up there. I can't imagine what it would be like to go to a Thursday night game. Again, man. In it, Pullman. It's political season. I don't know if you just heard that answer right there, that non-answer I just gave yeah, you. Yeah, right. God, get me on the ballot. <laughs> Joe Fisher the third for governor. 2022-2024, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's Write do it. Write me in anywhere. All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you if you missed any of the show or if you want to catch us, always the Les Schwab Tires podcast at TannyTheFan.com and the Odyssey app. For Joe Fisher, Medium Joe, and I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something that I would do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.